you know, imitations of sincerest form of flattery. So can Seattle rip off the hardly strictly bluegrass festival from San Francisco? Welcome to the Exploring Washington State podcast. Here's your host, Scott Cowan. You're listening to episode 51 of the Exploring Washington State podcast. Welcome. We're glad you're here. This episode is a conversation I had recently with Luis Bendal. Luis is the host of the Local with Luis show on KBFG FM 107.3 in North Seattle. And that show is on Fridays and then replayed again on Sundays. Luis does a hour-long show of showcasing Seattle area musicians. So during this episode, we're going to chat about, guess what? Seattle area musicians. I think you're going to enjoy it. But before we let you go to that episode, of course, if you haven't subscribed, please do and leave us a review. You can email me directly at podcast at explorewashingtonstate.com if you've got any guest uh, suggestions or if you have any suggestions, period. So thanks for listening and let's get started with today's episode. So welcome, Louise. Thank you for being a guest today. I appreciate you uh, taking some time out to uh, join us. Thanks so much for having me today. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Uh, I'm talking to somebody who is a radio DJ, so now I I have to be careful what I do because it won't be professional, but that's okay. We're going to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have different rules for podcast and FM. I, okay. Let's, we, let's come back to that, though. I want to talk about that. So why don't you tell our audience what it's what it is you're doing and about your radio show on on KBFG and and we'll go from there. We'll start there and we'll meander. Okay. So I host Local with Louise, which is a local music podcast. Uh, no, local music radio show on KBFG. I don't know why I'm talking podcast now. And uh, local, I do podcast it, but um, local music radio show. And it um, started off focusing on Seattle's live music scene when I first started it a few years ago. And um, but then now it has just evolved into a show that sort of just focuses on the area's music scene and um, not necessarily live music. Okay. And how long have you been doing the show here in Seattle? So I moved to Seattle about three and a half years ago, and I started the show pretty quickly after I moved. I think technically I just did episode 173 of the show oh, wow. so and okay. it's a week I, I, I do it once a week um and it's uh every friday and then it replays on sunday and uh so yeah so i've done it for a while um i am not that familiar with kbfg maybe you can uh, share so yeah so kbfg which is Ballard, Fremont, Greenwood, you see, is in that area. And that it's sense. one of the um, low power stations. Uh, I think I said it was like five years ago when the government was releasing a few of the radio waves that they had. And you had to go through an application process to try to um, get these radio waves. And I um, have been involved in um, radio for a while. I definitely believe like, you know, knowledge is power and communication is is a powerful thing and especially the great thing about these low power radio stations is they're small signal and 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 
very community focused usually. Um, You know, they'll have, uh, you know, a small FM signal, but then of course, you know, an online presence where they can be listened to from anywhere. And so I got involved with one of those in uh, North Carolina. And then when I moved here, I sought them out and um, uh, KVFG was one of the ones that was just getting started. Seattle was lucky enough to have someone help them with the application process. I think it was um, somehow associated with like uh, um, they, they ended up whoever had helped people write grants and they had the paperwork for, I don't know, say 10 radio stations. But then in order to, you had to, you know, have your signal by a certain date and have certain things in place. And I think only maybe four or five of the um, low power stations ended up making it. And KPFG is one of those. And actually Hollow Earth Radio, K-H-U-H, um, where I had, we were talking about, I have another show, La Musica, that is another low power yeah. FM station that that sort of made it through there. So it's a, it is a newer station for sure. Yeah. So um, this is... A small, smaller footprint than, I mean, I can't listen to it uh, here in Wenatchee. I can do it online, but obviously we're not going to get an FM signal. But how, how far south, I mean, can, can South Seattle get the signal? No, no. I think, I think it's probably like a three mile radius is generally what a low power station is, you know? And uh, so I, they're, they are located. I think that I I feel like the tower itself is sort of in Fremont and I'm here in, in, in sort of Capitol Hill, the Northern part of Capitol Hill. And I can just get it when I drive around here. Okay. So, and and this is nonprofit, right? Correct. It's a community nonprofit radio station. Yes. Nonprofit community powered radio station. And yeah. Yeah. So that was, so I went to them and I said, um, cause I had had a, a, um, a radio show in, in North Carolina that I had um, produced and started called Licks and Lyrics that focused on local bands and their songwriting process. And I would bring them into the studio and interview them and they would play live. And I really was thinking I would do this again. But when I went to KBFG, they did not have a studio. They were sort of, you know, the signal was here and someone else had some equipment here and someone else. And they were like, well, you can come to someone's house. And I was like, so I, um, I ended up um, um, doing it from home and I am hoping that when we come out of the, their, their studios now in um, Jack straw art studio. And so Mm -hmm. when, when we come out of the, um, pandemic lockdown I'm, i am hoping that i can um take the show and maybe on sunday have a sort of live oh, interview okay. and because i know a lot of bands would 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 like that as well so you I know i mean there, yeah 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 there, there are lots of things to do with it but um but the, but but now i i i use it as an excuse to just sort of um you know explore music and and listen to lots of music and and uh find new bands and i i think i i try to find at least a new band for myself every week i try to you know explore and 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 as i was saying to you earlier when we spoke the other day it's not just about bands from seattle even when it focused on seattle's live music scene a lot of bands are 
coming from Issaquah or Olympia or Tacoma or, you know, wherever to, to play. So, so, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been, it's been, it's been really fun to explore. What is your process that you go through to find bands? Oh, I, I don't have, um, I don't really have a no trade secrets thing. you want to share. Yeah, no, no. You know, like some mornings I open up my email and I'm like, yay, look at all this great new music that people have been sending me. And, um, some, sometimes <laughs> like the messages just come to me and, and, um, someone told me about you or I heard your show or, you know, Hey, so I, I, I definitely like those and that's, that makes it easy. And then, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've, it used to be that when the show, I guess it, it's, you know, it's more like now you, people, you know, I sort of like you sort of, you find a band that you like, and then maybe you find a band that they know, then you sort of, you know, and you're, whereas when the show first started and I was just, you know, I, I, I just moved here. I didn't know anybody. And it was all about, going to see the shows and you would go see the bands and then you would have, you'd go see a show. It'd be like three or four bands and one night that you would get to see. And then, right. so you would, uh, then from there you would maybe say like, Oh, that one band, you know, barracks. Wow. I can't wait to see them again. Where are they going to play? Oh, when next time they're playing, they're playing with these three bands. And then you get to know, so the, you know, you would, you would keep, um, yeah, it's really easy to to sort of just like go down the rabbit hole of, sure. of, good, of finding good music, you know, especially if it's if it's ooh, I like this, I like this, you know, then it becomes uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's no the easy secret, part. yeah, that's yeah, that, you sort of fall down the <laughs> hole, yeah, and there's so many great bands that makes it easy too. I mean, you know, some of these bands that um, maybe only had singles before are now putting together the albums. And so, yeah. So who are you finding now? You keep referencing there's these good bands. Drop some names. Um, so Martial Law Band, I, I really love. And La Fonda and Bear Axe and Flesh Produce. And, um, gosh, oh, Black Ends, Nobi, uh, there, there's so many. I, I mean, I, 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 you know, Stephanie and Johnson, you and I were just talking about the other day and, uh, I, I, there, there's, yeah, there's so, a lot of, there's so a lot of talent many. in the area. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there, there really, there really is. It, it's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I so, can't wait to go see it again live well pre-pandemic where were some venues in the seattle area that you enjoyed going to well honestly i really liked um i liked the variety i liked that there was so there was so much because i Mm -hmm. was coming I, i didn't live in a city as big as seattle before and there were maybe three venues in the place where i was before and they were three great venues and they had, but you know, this is, this was so great. I could, I could start my night up in Ballard. You know, like I said to you, we, we tried to be like, okay, we're just going to go one night a week out to see music, but because it was one <laughs> night, we were trying to squeeze in as many shows as we could. So we're going to start up in Ballard and then, you know, maybe we're going to start at like the high dive or we'll, you know, we'll end up, but, um, 
I liked, of course, Showbox, and um, but then I loved um, Cafe Racer with their Obama Museum. I'm so sad that that's gone. Did you ever go to their? Obama I never Museum? got to go there. I it never was, got they to. They had a Jesus portrait made out of those like marshmallow chicks. <laughs> Wasn't that the Museum of Bad Art? Yes, Did, the it was called the Obama Museum, but it was the it, of Bad Art Museum yeah. of Art. The something yeah. something. It was it was an acronym yeah. for something. It wasn't it had nothing yeah. to do with Obama. I don't, I don't even think there was a, a picture of Obama in there. The but there were a lot of, of like, weird. Yeah, the owner of that uh, one of them was. I think she still is a real estate broker in Seattle, and so I had. Uh, would run into her every now and then, but I never, I never got to Cafe Racer when my time when I was yeah. there. They they have a radio podcast now that they do I, or a radio show. Yeah, yeah, I did see. But that the venue the itself is gone, which is too bad because you could see some some bands that people did not know how good they were there. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. where you would. Right. Yeah, and you, and you were right though. There's Seattle has some great venues of of all sizes. I. Oh, one yeah. venue that I always enjoyed going to is the Tractor Tavern. I just Ooh, I like the yeah, Tractor. The tractor Tavern I like the Tractor. Is lovely, yeah, that's a big open space. I mean, I feel like they're all so good. They're also yeah. all honestly so. Many. I really, yeah. I really hope they 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 make well, it. That's going to be interesting to see. And, and I is the again the musical community is kind of rallying around trying to save some of those spaces and keep them going. Mm-hmm. To, you know, mm-hmm. through through the transition, is if you will. And and I really hope that that they are able to survive. And mm-hmm. I think maybe they won't, but they'll come back. I think somebody else will take that space. I mean, the ownership group of of a club may not be able to continue, but the space will be probably picked up by somebody else and used again as a as a facility. I, that's at least. I wish everyone that was the owner could stay as owners. If they can't, I hope the space stays as musical space in the, yeah, in the future. Yeah. Well, I think, so. was it the, was it the crocodile that had to move recently? They, they've, the, the crocodile, they my understanding is the crocodile, uh, the lease venue, became prohibited. And so that, they moved the to another location. Yes. Yeah. And then I don't know if the show box is going to yeah. be saved or not. I don't, I still don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know either. I, I feel like I'm, um, yeah, there, but but you know what I'm also seeing. I see um, I'm seeing a lot of um, bars where they are um, getting sold, but it's getting sold to people who worked there before. Or so I think, like you know, maybe a lot of people. It's going to be a time of change for sure. But we'll you know, um, and but uh, there there's too much there's too much art and music in this city for. And I agree with you. I don't think it's just gonna go away maybe there will maybe they'll do um better music festivals you know like one of the things i really liked was uh i guess it was two years ago they had a just a day festival i think it was it was called the mercer summit block party and it was mercer and summer though that uh, summit that 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 corner um Mm -hmm. they just shut down that corner and i think they had three different stages with bands and, and it was, it was a great, um, such a great, great, you know, party and people were walking around and it wasn't, it wasn't a big $250 ticket. And, you know, it was, it was much more community celebration. So I feel like there, there are going to be 
the music will continue. The art will continue. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how, how things change and what. I, I, I wish Seattle, cause Seattle's got the space to do it. They've got, I wish, you know, imitations of sincere form of flattery. So can Seattle rip off the hardly strictly bluegrass festival from San Francisco mm. and do a free, I mean, have you ever been to hardly strictly? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So it's, so it's in Golden Gate Park mm-hmm. and it's free mm-hmm. and there's seven stages going Yeah, and, and it's, it's funded by a, a gentleman who was a billionaire. He's passed away and his entire estate pretty much goes to keep this thing going in perpetuity mm-hmm. and the quality of music for three days. And there's over a million people that go through the park in those three days. I mean, it's insane mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's a wonderful experience. And yeah. I would love to see something like that in Seattle, say like maybe over at Mary Moore and Redmond or something. It would just be fun if, if, if yeah. somebody here in Seattle would, would underwrite a, yeah, it a seems festival. Like, yeah. It seems like there, there's some nice festivals that just then explode and get so expensive. One mm-hmm. of the first concerts when we went here, when we moved here, we moved here in the summer and we went to the Capitol Hill block party, which mm-hmm. when we went was a great block party. There were no fences and it was, it just seemed much more, um, you know, low key. I don't know. And then the next year it just seemed like it would, there were more fenced off and special areas and, um, Mm -hmm. every year it just, and tickets were more expensive. And, um, so, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm also thinking of a, a very large concert that happened every year and that, kept getting more and more and more expensive. So I feel like, yeah, there Seattle could do with some good free concerts as long as artists are getting paid. I think like that's, that's gotta and, and be it hardly strictly. They are getting paid. I yeah, mean, there's, yeah. There's, um, and you can go see, um, I'm trying to think, think, um, who did I see? Like, I think when the year last year I was there, Mavis Staples was there nice. and we, and we saw Dwight Yoakam and they're only playing like 25 minute sets. Right. Right. So right. They, right. And yeah, so they're it's not just playing this, three hour shows. No. Yeah. And, yeah. So it's probably a lot more fun for them too. Cause they're well, and that's just hanging out with their the, friends and ex- exactly. They've yeah. all, they all kind of, it's the same. It's in October every year, which in the Bay area is beautiful time of year. Mm-hmm. And they, they, the national acts or the, the bigger touring acts plan their tours to come through. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yet you get to see some people that you've never heard of before that are just absolutely, you know, wow. How did I miss that? Right. And um, that's what it should be really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just, I would love to see that to, to happen mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some great venues in, in the state to go to, but they can get, like you said, can get kind of spendy for, mm-hmm. uh, for tickets. And yeah. All that, so, yeah. Yeah. I would definitely love to, to see some, some, you know, music for more people and um, artists definitely paid for their work. Right. What, so what genres on your show, what genres do you like to feature of music? Do you have, uh, I, I really, I, th- I think I try to be pretty eclectic so that mm-hmm. I'm not, um, I mean, I definitely play a lot of what I like, but, but, um, you know, uh, 
but but I but I also just play. I mean, I I try to have. Um, um, I'll look at um, last week's show. I definitely had some um, some hip hop and some rap and some uh, pop and some sort of more Americana and uh, um, more rock. You know, I think it's electronica i feel like i try to you know as long as it's good last week i did all all female artists so okay um uh, you know national women's month and i was trying to uh without having an obvious theme i just tried to make sure that there was sort of like a a a, you know a woman in every band that i was playing do you use themes in your show i mean do you Sometimes I do, but I don't, I honestly, I don't, I try not to talk so much because I want to mm-hmm. cram as many bands as I can. So like, I know that it's black history month and I'm playing, you right. know, uh, by Bach and, you know, but I'm not saying that during my show. So sometimes I do, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, sometimes I just, you know, I start with, okay, I have this new music that I've got this week that I want to play. And then I sort of, Ooh, you know, what would sound good with this? Ooh, that reminds me of this song. Oh, you know, um, but, but definitely sometimes that, you know, like if I'm, you know, there were, there were, there was a time where I was really upset with what was happening at, at chop. And I definitely played like, uh, Vivian's cop fan and I played the band don't talk to the cops. And I, you know, and so I feel like sometimes I have like a moment where I'm saying, but I'm not, I never am. Like I said, less talk for me. It's, you're I'm, not saying it directly. You're letting the music. Yes, speak. yes, yes. If you were just sort of like paying attention to the playlist, you might notice. Okay. But. So you you mentioned earlier that you're doing this from home, mm-hmm. and just from a technical standpoint, nobody else but me might be interested in this. But how does one go about doing a radio show from one's home? So when um, I had definitely um, worked in radio before and when I moved here, as I said, they, they didn't have a studio and I was like, I'll do it on my phone. And so there was a time where I had my little ear pods and my phone and I was recording stuff. And so, um, but um, now I actually, you know, I have like a a microphone and and a Mm -hmm. a little bit more of a setup here since I'm, I'm I'm doing it so, so much more often. Um, And I think I'll be doing it like this for a while at least. And so, um, I, I get the music from the bands and, um, uh, and, um, and then I record my pieces around it and then drop it into the airtime. So, okay. You know, I mean, I'm working in GarageBand and iTunes and airtime would be my big, I think so. Yeah. Like that's how okay. I'm. And then you're, but you're also now because of the pandemic, you're packaging it up as a podcast so it can be downloaded and listened to yes. separately. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I've started doing the, the, the podcast on Mixcloud. Yes. Which I had a Mixcloud from an earlier account. And so I was just able to okay. um, sort of start using that. So. What else? I mean, so I'll paint a picture. And this is a picture I think we all want, which is the pandemic is over and life is quote unquote normal again. All right. Whatever that means. Right. Go along Mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. 
what do you hope your show evolves into once we're able to, I mean, is it going to go back to being about who's in town this week? No, no, no. Because actually my wife and I were just talking about that recently and she was saying, I've really enjoyed some of the bands that you've discovered and that definitely we wouldn't have discovered if I was just focusing on who's playing live. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think definitely it will as I said, I would love for it to break off into and maybe if I don't have a repeat Sunday, I could do a live show or a live interview. So I'd love to end up doing something like that from the studio. I think I could still continue to do the show that I do mm-hmm. now from my home, but I would love to, if I'm going to the studio, I would love to start just because that seems like there's been such an interest from bands who want to try to have another venue to promote themselves. And I would love to. Sure. To do no, I that. think I think I think a live show would be a lot of fun. I think it'd yeah. be a great addition to the to the concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, as I said, I, I who doesn't want to sit and have bands play live? I mean, that's right. I enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think you know that would be. I don't know how soon down the road that is, but that's right. something I feel like that 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 another day of the show could evolve into. And this one, I feel like I would I would just probably continue doing it sort of like what I'm doing now, but definitely help bands who are playing live. I would still mention that their shows are coming up, but I wouldn't right. just focus on the live music scene. I don't think I'd want to go back. Okay. And what is the, so you, you mentioned the, the hollow earth. What's, mm-hmm. what is the difference between these two stations? Is there, it just locale that the, in, in other words, I mean, obviously there's different shows on both, but yeah. are they both kind of community focused? Yes, but they're, but they're totally different vibes. Yes. Yes. They're, they're, you know, I mean, just, just like any radio stations are different, you know? So, um, uh, um, and the, uh, the reason I was, so now I don't do my La Musica show. I just drop in old episodes because Mm -hmm. I can't go to the hollow earth station to do that. So that one I'm not able to, whereas the other one, because I started it here at home because they did not have the, and honestly, I was just getting ready to like, start to like, Oh, I should try to start gravitating into the studio and do it from there now that they've got now. So I think it's worked out that I'm, I'm able to, to, you know, keep the momentum with this one and, and, Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and it's been really good for me too. You know, I mean, let's be honest, music has, has, has been there for some of the, like, you know, where you're just like, what is happening? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes music really helps. Like, you know, when you're feeling no connection with people and to have like a community music connection really has, has been good. Yeah. I want to go back. You said something your wife mm-hmm. said she liked that you're not necessarily just talking about live music because you've discovered bands that you would not have naturally maybe discovered live. Mm-hmm. Can you give us an example of one that she she is happy to have found? Let me see. Well, okay, so for instance, you and I were just talking about um uh uh, Stephanie Ann Johnson and the mm-hmm. high dogs and we had not seen them. And so right. I think, 
they were probably on our radar to see. And I definitely played her on my show, but you know, I think that, mm-hmm. um, there was someone recently, Oh, um, there was this electronica band. What was it? Torbjorn or something. They were, okay. they were really, Oh, I know one Dan. I think I told you about him. Dan Burt, no bacon. Carol oh, yeah. Kramer and the, Axis of Descent, right? Did mm-hmm. you check them out? They I did. It. So that whole Electa Clown, Expect a Circus, that song, mm-hmm. that song is so good. And so the um, that is definitely something that was so fun to discover. This right. whole Mesmerica thing that was ha- happening over in Twisp, right? Which I right. never would have had that on my radar. So that was something... There's one. There's one that's definitely obvious. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, and that was one you shared with me the other day when we were talking. And I went. I was looking, and I was like, "Hmm, interesting that that they he ended up in Twisp. You know, all places with this with the history that they had, prolific history of music that I would have just Twisp is lovely. It is a great place. It -hmm. is a great place. So, Mm -hmm. so when you're not spinning records and we'll call it what it used to be because I mm-hmm. still romanticize the mm-hmm. idea of being a DJ right. and they're spinning records. Yeah. Where are some places in the Seattle area that you like to get out? Well, this is a tough question nowadays, but it is. <clears throat> yeah. you know, what do you enjoy about Seattle mm. outside of the music scene? Yes. So obviously Seattle is gorgeous, right? I mean, views for days, skies, those, I mean, Honestly, even even on those days where I feel like I'm being slowly digested by an oyster because it's so wet and gray and rainy, there's still so many shades of gray in the sky. Like it's 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 really very picturesque and beautiful. And so it's it's lovely to be out outdoors and in Seattle um, most of the time. And so I really enjoy walking around Seattle. I used to enjoy it much, much more because I was able to go farther because Mm -hmm. I was always, you know, I could always jump on the bus and get back home, but now I sort of don't ride the bus. I'm just going to walk around. So I spend most of my time now, um, in the Capitol Hill area and, um, and I don't, you know, I don't do as much at night and, you know, but, um, but I definitely, I love, uh, you know, walking or walking across the bridges going up to the U district or, you know, going, Mm. um, you know, it's, it's, I really like walking around and looking at stuff. I love looking at the, um, at the street art, at the graffiti, at the stickers, at the, um, you know, what people are wearing. And, you know, I mean, I, I, it's, it's just, a, a, I love walking around in the city and it was even better when you could just walk around and then be like, well, I'm tired. Let's stop here and ha- have a little something to eat, maybe a little drink. Okay. Now we're going to do it another few miles. And then, so we, I, I, <laughs> I used to be able to just do that all day long, but, um, now it, it, it's definitely not right. as, as much. And we're, we're all hoping for that to come back so that you, that, you know, you, like you said, you can walk around and catch the bus back home, oh, yeah. you can journey to another area of town and catch the bus back. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. And even, even just riding the bus in different places and going different mm-hmm. places. And, um, you know, I, I just, I, I was still 
you know, I've only been here, I've been here less than four years. So I, so I was still discovering places, you know, I was still like, Oh, I haven't been to that place. Oh, I haven't been to, you know, this, there's another little park I haven't found or another, you know, really cool restaurant. Someone just told me about, or, Oh my gosh, I had just discovered, Oh, right before the pandemic, I had finally gone to, there was this club called the Belltown Yacht Club. Okay. And I don't know. I really thought it was a yacht club. And so I, I, I did not go at first. I was like, okay, and gotcha. then I was like, man, these are some really cool bands. I'm going to go into this. And so we <laughs> went and I was like, that place is great. And so, you know, but then I don't know, we just went to a few shows and then of course pandemic. So, so I feel like there, I was, I was still on the discovery part okay. of things. And, and, um, that's, that's, you walk around Seattle and discover, you know, all kinds of little odd things. Have you gotten a chance? Did you get out of Seattle? Have you explored any other parts of Washington? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, um, you know, my, what we have family with it, like, you know, we've gone skiing and snowboarding and traipsing off in the Leavenworth and Snoqualmie. <laughs> and um, we went this summer, we went to Cape Disappointment. And was it disappointing? Oh, it was awesome. But I was like, <laughs> we're in a pandemic. Everything sucks. Summer vacation. We're going to Cape Disappointment. Like, that's the only thing. That's kind of a, a, apropos. That's the only thing that makes sense. So, like, family's like, okay, okay that, we'll do it. We'll do it. So, we went down there. It was, it was a really cool town. Have you been down there? Yes, I have. Um, what is it? It's, uh, there was this little town, um, this little harbor, Ilwaco. 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 Oh, mm -hmm. they have a great Saturday market all okay. along the water and this like nice little area for walking back and forth. Yeah, that was fun. It was, a, you know, so, um, you know, honestly, at this point, I'm so starved for entertainment. Anything's good. I'll, <laughs> I, 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 yeah. So any, but I, you know, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And, and actually, um, I had a, a cousin in, in Bellingham and, um, Okay. Uh, who she owns the, um, the meadery up there. Um, I think it's called like honeymoon meadery in Bellingham. And, um, so I've been up there oh. to see her as well. And so, yeah, we've been around, you know, get out of the city sometimes. Yes. Bellingham's a great, um, mm -hmm. Bellingham's a great, it's bigger than a town, smaller than a city. I'm not sure what you want to call it, but Bellingham's a great look, you know, mm -hmm. area. Yeah. A lot of fun up there. Yeah. It was a fun and then you're, and then you're just a skip away from Canada, but we're not allowed in Canada right now. So it doesn't matter. No, um, no, no. Have you beyond Leavenworth? Have you gone further East than Leavenworth? Have you gone anywhere in Eastern Washington? Um, let's see. Where have we gone in Eastern Washington? Well, it's been a while since I've been to Walla Walla, but, okay. um, um, but you know, I, I, when I was in college, I lived down on the West coast and, uh, mm -hmm. I did a lot more exploring and camping. Walla Walla and great. Walla Walla is a great place. Mm -hmm. And they've got an interesting music scene. A lot of the, the wineries bring in musical acts and all that. So mm -hmm. it's kind of a fun. Mm -hmm. fun Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, let's see, I'm trying to think what and else. Plus it's fun to say Walla Walla. I mean, Walla Walla, Walla, Walla Washington. Um, Walla yeah. Walla Walla Washington. And then, uh, you know, made, made famous by the offspring and there's one song. Um, mm -hmm. anyway, I digress. Um, no, Walla Walla is kind of, it was funny. I, I, 
I've lived in the state my entire life and Walla Walla is one of the last uh, of the well-documented places I hadn't been to. Mm. And uh, I started going down to Walla Walla for, for business and I'm like, how did I miss this place? Yeah. I, I, you know, what a great, what a great town and, mm-hmm. and a lot of, a lot of fun. I enjoy Walla Walla a lot. Um, so what else do you, so are you a, I asked this of everybody, are you a coffee fan? Um, I, I mean, I do like coffee. I do. Right. Um, I, I'm more of, um, I like my coffee, cafe con leche. I like, like milk coffee and I'm pretty much a half okay. and half. So, and, um, and I, I think I mentioned this year earlier, I've, I've, I'm a hard cutoff at, at noon. I won't drink coffee right. afternoon because it, I want it to work. <laughs> okay. So where's a good place in the, in your area for, for coffee? Is there, a, was it, you know, in the mornings? Any, any, oh, any I, I, know, mean, I know what you're not going to say. So, I mean, uh, <laughs> any, yeah, I told you I'm not a big Starbucks drinker. Um, any, no, any, honestly, any, I just, I, I just, I have my own little, you know, Mr. Coffee and I, it's, 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 it's there's a coffee shop across the street. Um, I forget what it's called and they have good coffee too. Um, but yes, you know, Sal has an abundance of yeah, amazing coffee. Yeah, I mean, it's just at this point, I, if I were going places, maybe I would drink more else. But no, I think, um, yeah, I don't, I don't have a favorite coffee shop. Okay, all right. Well, we'll we'll excuse that and disappoint me. Yeah, I, I'm a huge coffee, I'm yeah, a huge coffee drinker, but it's not Starbucks. Uh, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's that's corporate coffee. Yeah, and there's okay. so many independent coffee shops, you know. Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. and yeah, that's fine if someone wants to drink that, you know. That's just not my I mean, favorite. It, I think it tastes some burnt. Okay, and it's it's remarkably consistent. And well, that's that's good. And so, if you are traveling and you're desperate for something, you know what to expect. That is true. That is true. Whether or not uh, that you is like true. It. Now, I'm not going to say I haven't bellied up to the bar for some kind of frappuccino dessert thing. I I must say I've I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. I definitely will step up for anything like that on vacation. Sometimes you're right. Yeah. So I just remember when those when those that beverage first came out, and it was. I was working for that company at that time. Mm. And, and, um, and when that beverage first came out, it was extremely popular because it was very different. Now, now it's very commonplace, but it was very different when they, when they brought that to the mass market, that frozen Frappuccino beverage thing. And I'd heard stories about the stores where people would come in three, three times a day to get a Frappuccino. <laughs> and then people started complaining. They, they didn't quite put the two and two together. And there was more calories in a Frappuccino than in a Big Mac. Yeah. Yeah. And so you wouldn't go to a McDonald's three times a day and get three Big Macs. You just wouldn't do that. But they were coming in three. It's a drink. It can't be. Anyway, yeah. and that just stopped it for me. I was like, I don't want to consume that many calories in a sugary. That was, oh, it's, like a, it's like a milk. It's like a milkshake, coffee milkshake. You know, instead of yeah. a boozy milkshake, it's a coffee milkshake. Yeah. So yeah, it's a special better, tea shake. Yeah, but but people were thinking, you know, they were it's coffee, oh, and right. so they were right you know, they were, with this much whipped cream. 
Yes, and it can't be bad for me. Right. <laughs> so, well, I mean, dairy bad. does prevent osteoporosis. But that's not real dairy. <laughs> so we'll we'll we we'll digress. We digressed away. We'll move back to the yeah, music thing. Yeah, yeah, back to music. Yeah. So I I think you know I think what you're doing with the show is amazing, and I love the fact that you're out there sourcing and finding and showcasing Seattle bands. So it's, I, it's easy to do. There's so much talent, so much talent. And do you see that? Are you seeing that growing? that there's more music coming out because of the pandemic? Are you seeing Um, any change at all? Yeah, I think that what I noticed when the pandemic first, um, first began, I think everyone sort of paused for a minute thinking, Oh, because there were some people who were just releasing an album and then like that tour is canceled and all those promos are canceled. And so I think there was a sort of, pause but now mm-hmm. i think i think people have just realized they have to make the music our musicians have to make music and they have to create and so these there's a lot of music coming out of it you know it mm-hmm. that, that often happens you know so the what people a lot of people say like the the sad the you know the hard the sad songs are easier to write than the uh, happy songs and so you know i'm sure there's been a lot of inspiration from from this from this pandemic all the way around but i think um i feel like now it seems like people are releasing music again that's the only thing i really have noticed is that people had to sort of slow down and figure things out a little bit and try different things try you know okay but i think you know people at a certain point bands need to play with each other and so live stream Mm-hmm. You know, they can't help it. They want to perform with each other. They want to play. And so they're going to, after a while, why not live stream it? Why not try to make it fun for themselves? And, and quite frankly, you know, a, a lot of the bands, you, you know, you, there's, um, you know, you would, you would, um, you know, people would joke about like, Oh, um, you know, going to people, getting invited to people's shows and, you know, sort of like how, people get invited and don't come. And, you know, I, I feel like there were plenty of shows I went to where it wasn't a big crowded show. Mm -hmm. It wasn't always a a big packed house, but, um, so yeah, I feel like ultimately they're, they're getting back to performing and writing and recording and releasing music. Okay. Well, we'll wrap this up. I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. This is a question I, didn't prepare you for, so I am putting you on the spot. So we'll we'll give okay. you a chance. Okay. Share with us if you can do one. That's fine. I mean, I'm, that's really putting you on the spot. With one, but share with us a, a you know one, two, three mm-hmm. musical acts that w- the audience should go out and listen to right away. Like, are there a couple, two, three Seattle bands? I'll use the word band, but you know, solo performers, but yeah. that people should, they haven't, they probably haven't heard them. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. And they should hear them. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have any, Gosh. can I put you on the spot? Sure. So, I mean, I feel <laughs> like, I feel like if, if a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of people who live in the area have probably heard of the band. So we're talking about maybe if you don't live in the area that you, right. so sure. I feel like um, one of the bands that's, been in the news a lot more as of late is martial law band 
and okay. um, I um, um, their the music with heart and music with a message and um, um, and powerful, powerful to see them live. Really recommend if you get a chance. Uh, okay. Oh, the band Bear Axe or the artist Shana Shepard. I would say any any band or any time you could go see Bear Axe or Shana Shepard. Shana Shepard is a powerhouse of a singer, an incredible voice, and uh, you know she's done some some nice solo work during the pandemic, doing stuff on piano and 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 really beautiful stuff. But when she's with Bear Axe, it's like Led Zeppelin rocking type of, you know, just like where, and, and, and when you see them live, even better, like even the kind of thing where you, you know how sometimes you're, you're at a show and the band starts playing and the entire room just, what is that? It's that kind of show. Like, you know, it's, it's, they're so, so good. Um, the band, oh, the artist Nobi, N-O-B-I, he's more soul hop. And okay. I I think his his lyrics and his message and his music is just so beautiful. I really like, I really am enjoying this sort of soul hop genre. And I think um, Black Soul is another artist out of Tacoma that has that sort of soul hop genre where it's you know the um um but Novi, i think he has a song called new chains and i saw that that song was going to get used by one of the i don't know if it was the seahawks or like one of the major teams around here was picking up his his music oh, okay. so i think he would be someone that i i would expect to to hear more of from Novi. um uh Flesh Produce is, I mean, if you like sort of electronica stuff, um, is is just incredible. Again, one of those bands that when you see them live, the entire room just changes and they are sucked in. Their show, their performance, like, is... There's so many, so many good bands, so many bands. I I really, I, I, um, oh, gosh, uh um black ends i feel like that's another uh band um it's uh the 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 lead um front person for that is nicole swims and i feel like they're another band that i could see sort of like when you see them live they're so good and i really can just see that they're going to they could keep going you know they're and yeah there's so many good bands i i really i i we could do this all day. Okay. Yeah. Well, but, but I mean, but, um, so, and I would say that you can, you can, if you, if you tune into my show, there you go. Local with <laughs> Louise on, on KBFG, which is 107.3 FM in Seattle. And then KBFG Seattle.org. If you just were looking for the streaming. And I'll, we'll put those, those links in the show yes. notes too. So, so then, people can click on them. Yeah. So then if you, or if you listen to the podcast, then you would hear, a variety of bands and and then you would say like wow the seattle music scene is so diverse and there uh you know there's some really beautiful like you know i I, like most of the artists i i I mentioned you know some hip-hop some rock some 
some electronica. There's some some incredibly you know beautiful country and Americana and and um, uh, punk and you know I so many great great uh, it's it's yeah it's really diverse and and I think also we're fortunate that the bands are a lot of them creating their own community here. Like one mm-hmm. of the things I noticed, this was all pre pandemic, of course, was um, uh, there was the band uh, shark legs and they rented out a local venue and they created their own with inviting their friends and hiring the bands that they had worked with over the years, created their own like weekend festival. And, you know, so they, they did that them, themselves. And then I know that the band La Fonda had created a, 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 a like a weekend festival where several, it was all women's based bands were, I forget what it's called now. I should have looked all this stuff up before I spoke to you. But anyway, they're, 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 these bands are creating their, you know, their own communities. They're reaching out to each other. They're, mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah. there's stuff happening around here. All right. Well, thank you. This is awesome. And I, we and I could keep to going for a long time, but we're going to respect your time. And I just want to encourage everybody to make sure they take a listen to your show because you are showcasing a lot of music in that well, you're right. You don't talk you. much when yes, you're on your show. Yes, so yes. It's, and it's thanks just, for um, reaching out. Solid music. And, <laughs> and it's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 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 No, I but, try to make it not about me. Yeah. But, but, but well, I'm glad that, again, um, to, that you're doing what you're doing too, exploring so much of Washington. That's pretty fun. It's a daunting task, but someone's got to do it. And, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. It's fun, but is we could go on about that, but uh, it's, I'm having a great time doing this. Don't in, in, you know, three shows a week now. Um, it's a lot, it's a lot, but it's, it's fun. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, and the great thing is I'm getting to meet a bunch of really interesting people who are doing some really amazing things. Yeah. And so that's, that's exciting. Yeah. 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 That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That is exciting. Yay. We live in a great place. What a great community. The the internet's a wonderful thing. It, it connects people. It, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But thank you. And we will put, like I said, we'll put the show notes so people can follow and hear more about what you're doing. And I really appreciate you being on. All right. Thanks so much, Scott. I appreciate it too. Join us next time for another episode of the Exploring Washington State podcast.